0: Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org/thrive.
1: Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Dr. Stephen Farmer, psychotherapist, shamanic practitioner, author, and teacher, and I'll be exploring with you ways to connect with spirit animals, ancestors, spirits of nature, how to heal from trauma, and many other topics, so stay tuned. Hello again, this is Doc Stephen, and I welcome you to another in the series of what I'm calling 4x4. What that means is that there are four points in each of these teachings that I'll elaborate on, and this will be the third in the series. I borrow from things that I've come across or great teachers that I've known that have presented these ideas in fours. And one of those teachers that I presented in another podcast is Angelus Arian. The podcast you may have listened to, The Four Guidelines for the Art of Living. Angelus Arian was born in 1940 in the Basque County, or excuse me, the Basque Country of Spain, and moved with her family to the United States when she was only seven years old. Anyway, Angelus was known for um, ten major works that she produced, one that is the most popular or the most famous. Is her book, or in her book, the Fourfold Way, subtitled "Walking the Paths of the Warrior, Healer, Teacher, and Visionary," and uh, it certainly influenced me, and I know it's influenced a lot of people uh, who have attended her lectures, um, speeches, workshops, etc. So this particular one, one thing that uh, Angelus was uh, an anthropologist, amongst other things, but she was able to synthesize and put things into very simple formats, again, four. And these are culled from the various indigenous cultures that she studied, including our own, but certainly in the indigenous communities. She found some commonalities that uh, were very striking. And one of these commonalities in fours are the questions, the four questions, that when you go to see a shaman, or a medicine man, or medicine woman, in the interview prior to any of the work being done, the shaman is going to ask you four questions. And by those four questions, and your response to those questions, uh, often what you'll see immediately is a prescription to help you heal and to get better. Here are the four questions, and I'll elaborate on them a bit, but let me give you the four questions first. So you sit down with the shaman, introduce yourself, make an offering, uh, try to be appropriate with the cultural norms, certainly, and you present your dilemma, your concern, your consideration, what you're seeking the help for. And he'll he or she, but I'm going to say, he'll ask you these four questions. When did you stop singing? When did you stop singing? Number two, when did you stop dancing? When did you stop dancing? When did you stop being enchanted by stories? When did you stop being enchanted by stories? And number four, when did you stop listening to the sweet sound of silence? When did you stop listening to the sweet sound of silence? Now, let's go through those again, and again, very likely just from listening to this, you've already identified at least one of those areas that could, uh, shall we say, move, uh, will require a boost and a practice. Um, Let's start with, when did you stop singing? A lot of people I notice are very shy about singing, it's kind of like public speaking, you know, it's hard to get up there and talk in front of people. But singing out loud or singing when there's people around often uh, is a challenge that is not met because you've been shamed for it in some way, probably in early childhood. And if you've ever listened to an innocent child sing, just sing. I know when my daughters were younger, they would enjoy singing, and I'm so delighted that they did. And in fact, uh, my oldest daughter, Nicole, actually has uh, sung with me. I've uh, written a few original songs, plus I play some of my favorites. And uh, she has joined with me to harmonize in some of these songs, and it's just delightful. But I'm going to issue this challenge to all of you who are listening to this sing Sing, sing, sing in the bathroom if you must, sing in a quiet room somewhere, but sing. Spontaneously, too, you can make up lyrics, you know, be like that four-year-old child or that three-year-old child that's just making up words, it doesn't matter. Use your voice, sing, sing, and here's what I propose to you, you sing every day for about two weeks, and I don't care if you sing for a minute, or five minutes, or you sing a popular song, enjoy it. You know, just let it go. Let it come out of you and enjoy it. Have fun with it. Don't make it a task, even though it may feel like that because I've just issued a challenge, but just sing and see how you feel once you've done it. That is the real key. It's not that I'm suggesting this or that Angelus came up with these ideas uh, from her studies, but that you, um, you enjoy it. That's the whole point. And it brings forth that vitality, that life force, that moves you in so many different ways.
0: Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly,
1: And if you prefer, you can call it movement. But the second question is, when did you stop dancing? And if it feels too weird or uncomfortable to say dance, dancing, think of it as just movement. Put on some soft music and allow your body to move. AKA dance to that music. It may feel awkward. Maybe you feel a little clumsy. Or you feel, again, self-conscious about it, in which case, just do it when you're alone. But put on that music and allow your body to move. And again, I issue this challenge to you that you do this every day for two weeks. So now you have singing, singing and dancing on the menu. And really let your body move. if you like rock and roll, play something by the Stones. Or another favorite group you might have. Stones happen to be one of my favorites. I followed them uh, ever since they first appeared in the U.S. But regardless, you know, some music that you enjoy. Try different kinds of music. Look up Gabrielle Roth, R-O-T-H, because she teaches different kinds of dancing or dance movements more accurately. You want to uh, get a little um, in- intellectual or conceptual ideas about movement and dance. Gabriel Gabriel Roth. Now we come to the third of the questions the shaman asks you, and that is, when did you stop being enchanted by stories? You know, our culture, Western culture, is, oh gosh, inundated with stories. Uh, Turn on the TV, watch TV for about an hour, and you're gonna get a story. But how about storytelling? How about listening to stories? You know, in the old days, there was no television or radio or anything like that. And I can imagine our deepest ancestors, that the elder of the community would sit with the children and tell stories. Stories about the culture, stories about the hunt, stories about the gathering, etc. And um, I remember this scene, I believe it was uh, in Lord of the Rings, where... An elder of the Hobbit community is surrounded by children and is relating a story. And the wonder in their faces, the feeling of awe, being so engaged and so enchanted by the story, was just a remarkable piece in that very, very good series. And uh, that particular one stands out when we talk about when did you stop being enchanted by stories. The flip side of that is telling stories. Stories about your life, stories of your experience. And I, in conversation, that often happens if you watch and observe that as you swap stories. But what about stories that enchant, not stories about, oh, my God, this happened to me today and it was terrible and all that, you know, let those go for a while. And again, practice in your conversation, sharing a story and, okay, here we go. Here's the dare. Be willing to be dramatic in the parts of the story that are truly dramatic. And watch the listener's face. Are they enchanted by the story when you tell it that way? Anyway, again, approach this playfully. You don't have to be serious at all about it. And last but not least, of course, when did you stop listening? To the sweet sound of silence. I understand that if you live in or near a city, in the hustle and bustle of the city, or just even if airplanes fly over somewhere where you live, it may be difficult to find silence in that kind of situation. One trick that you can try, again, is if you have a closed room in your house or where you live, go into that closed room for a few minutes, not to meditate or anything like that, but I know it's going to sound strange, but listen closely to that sound of silence. Sound of silence. A great song, too, by the way, but you're not listening to songs. You're listening to silence. Get out in the forest, the woods. Get away from things for a while, even momentarily. One of my favorite places in on the whole earth is nearby Los Angeles, Orange County area, and it's a Joshua tree. And it's high desert, and if you just walk a little ways out into the desert, other than maybe a slight whoosh of cars on the highway, which you could even get away from those if you go far enough, or a plane that goes by. Really, it's very, very quiet. And it's very, very soothing. So, there's this episode's four by four. What are the four questions that a shaman asks you when you seek his or her help? When did you stop singing? When did you stop dancing? And when? Did you stop being enchanted by stories and when did you stop listening to the sweet sound of silence? Thanks for joining me, and I hope you join me for future episodes where I'll share some powerful healing practices and meditations, introduce you to some amazing guests and friends of mine who will stop by for some conversation, and on occasion I'll pull some oracle cards from one of my decks and do readings. I'll also share some of my original music that I'm sure you'll enjoy. If you like what I'm doing, please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app or go to my show page on mindbodyspirit.fm, where you can also get the free mobile app to listen to any of my shows or find some new favorites. If you'd like to contact me with questions, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram or send an email to info at drstephenfarmer.com. You can also find lots of material on that website, drstephenfarmer.com, so please feel free to explore. Please also know that by sending a question, you're giving me permission to possibly use it in a future podcast, so others may benefit from it. And, to close, I'd leave you with the four most important words to take with you. Gratitude, love, compassion, and forgiveness.